At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, if you haven't heard about WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app for iPhone and Android, you got to listen up. This is amazing. You can now get not just CEO Coach, but every Webmaster Radio show on your mobile device. Go to iTunes to download or the Android app stores. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on our new mobile app. Hope to see you there. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding the finances, set up the staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Music. Welcome to CEO Coach. This is wonderful Monday morning. I'm talking to you from Puget Sound. I had a thought recently about whether or not there's really a connection between corporate culture and the working environment. What your office looks like and how you work and how you interact with people, your teammates, would essentially either connect with your corporate culture, or be a disconnect? Are they all related? How does it all come together? And what do you do about it? Well, let's start by defining what this tech startup office stuff is. I think anybody listening here would have in mind what that looks like. You say, yeah, it was a tech startup office. It was typical. So you would have maybe um, a a game board somewhere, a a pool table, something like that sitting around. Uh, You would have, uh, I don't know, cushions on the floor uh, rather than a proper seating area. It might be in an old warehouse. It might be a very modern office building. It might have bright colors on the walls, Uh, you know, innovative kinds of things that one would not find in a traditional banker's office. But that's kind of loose and mushy. Tech startup offices can have such significantly different designs to them or layouts to them. You can even tell what stage a company is in in the tech world if you look at the office itself. 
you know, sitting around with the dust bunnies in the corner and the uh, work tables uh, made out of doors and work horses and saw horses and so on. Those are the very earliest days. And then you move to the next stage where things are beginning to look maybe a little more brightly colored on the walls. And, uh, you know, the space is perhaps, again, an old warehouse type uh, environment, but it's suddenly things are looking very crisp in terms of the furnishings. They've, they've managed to buy new things and maybe the chairs are good and so on. And then as you get further on, they begin to look like, uh, you know, the Google offices, Apple's offices, Facebook and so on, each one with their own character, but certainly a great great deal of money spent on the environment itself. So it depends on the stage of the company and you can really tell where they are. But what defines this tech startup office beyond the fact that there is either a beginning, a middle end, if you will, a, a culmination, not necessarily an end, but a culmination of achieving the financial goals of the company. And I would say a number of things differentiated it, even starting in the early and mid-90s and certainly into the early aughts and continues to this day, would differentiate these companies from the... Uh, traditional work environment of almost any other company of the earlier portions of the 20th century. And that would be the organization and placement of things like desks. Instead of putting folks in rows as we did in the 40s and the 50s, and certainly for many years before, we would consider things like facing each other. Instead of putting up cubicles to divide up the spaces as we did in the 60s and 70s and 80s in order to provide a bit of a modicum of privacy for the people who are working there and making them therefore feel a little bit special, we would tear down those walls. Politically, we were saying things like Gorbachev, tear down that wall, at the same time that we were continuing to put walls around workers in the United States. But I do think that that uh, 1980s Reagan call of tear down this wall did have an effect in how we looked at walls later on. And so with the new tech startups and so on, we first found the walls were coming down. It increased productivity in some ways and, of course, was challenging in others. There are folks who have to work in a quiet space, folks who work in more noise, if you will, who have to speak more among themselves, use the telephone more, do outbound uh, calling and receive a number of calls themselves. That makes a cacophony which folks who have deep, uh, concentrated work to do um, a little more challenging. So how do we balance all these things? What are we seeing out there and what do we do about it? And what is this connection between architecture and interior design of startup companies and their corporate culture? I would ask further, is it really necessary to have that kind of a design to create the culture? Could you have that culture, if you will, in an older form of uh, offices. Could you do that if everybody still had their own separate space? And while we, I mean, that's kind of a rhetorical question, right? The answer is really no. The isolation of doing that is such that people don't communicate as uh, we expect them to today. And uh, the ideas don't flow as easily. The connection between the human beings is severed in uh, a great many ways, but most particularly by the physical separation into cubicles or separate offices. And my next question would be, why is that so appealing to workers to have these 
these walls come down when the big thing of, say, the 60s, 70s, and 80s was to have your own office. And how do you begin to visualize what you might want your office to look like, even at the earliest stages? So answering some of the questions, and of course, again, some of them are rhetorical, I would say that what defines the tech startup office is the reallocation of walls. Uh, not putting them around individual workers, but rather creating and carving out private spaces where anywhere from two to more than a dozen or so folks might be able to meet up and speak right on the premises, space permitting. When it doesn't permit, people do tend to leave the office and then go out and have a coffee somewhere, and that creates, if you will, a private space for them. Otherwise, uh, you can't really control, uh, again, that cacophony of uh, the requirement to meet individually and to work in a quiet space. In general, marketing, sales, customer service, and even administration um, needs to speak more. Those in the engineering field, uh, design, etc., need to work in quieter spaces. The question then would be, how does that blend? The answer is to make sure that you either carve that out with walls around it or standing uh, pieces around it. You can even create them out of bookcases in the very earliest stages of the company. Um, and then in the future, you can create meeting rooms. Uh, in terms of where do uh, we see the difference in the startup culture uh, versus other uh, companies in the late 20th century or mid-20th century and so on, I would say that the increase in communication cross-platform, in other words, between engineers and marketers, between designers of product and managers of uh, projects and so on, is increased at a dramatic pace. Uh, they do more communication when there are no walls there because one can simply speak across a desk or stand up and walk quickly to someone who you know is sitting at their place. You don't have to go hunting to find them or see whether or not their office is occupied. The second thing is that the communication continues even outside the work floor. Um, going out to coffee together, having uh, breaks together, um, going into lunch rooms, whether on the premises or not, it increases that communication simply because you see them on a regular basis. Um, one becomes more familiar, and with familiarity becomes a deeper understanding of how to communicate, when and where to connect with this particular person you have to do uh, work with, and so on. When people communicate across the sectors of a company, it improves not just the communication, but improves the achievement of the metrics or goals of that company itself. If people in customer service know what marketing is up to, if marketing understands product development and the project management and the engineering of it and so on, it improves the achievement of the metrics. So we're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about how one starts with the design and layout of an office in a mindful way to make sure that communication and achievement of metrics remains optimal while providing a really supportive work environment for the many different varieties of workers we have in our uh, companies. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. 
Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Come visit us at AdTech New York, booth number 738. There are many things you would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. On demand anytime inside the entertainment channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. We're talking about the effect of the... uh, the furnishings and the visual uh, impact of a startup tech office on the corporate culture and on meeting of the metrics and goals of the corporation. And there is a direct connection. The isolation of human beings in the workspace is inefficient, and I guess it took us quite a while to come to that. So as we think about what the you know standard tech office looks like, yeah, plenty of coffee and treats and you know games out there and stuff like that, let's look at some of the basics. If you're in the earliest stages of the basic startup, first of all, you probably don't have a lot of space. Second of all, you haven't got a lot of cash to go out and buy things like, you know, foosball uh, game boards and who knows what and, uh, I don't know, Wii's and, you know, Xboxes and all of that kind of thing. But you do have a little bit that you can spend on the office itself. And I would say start seating. Great chairs, cheap desks. Whatever it takes, because your staff will be working a long number of hours every single day in a seat inside your office, your first and primary focus has to be the chairs. 
seating is different for everybody. Some will want to sit on a rolling ball. Some want to have, you know, Aeron style chairs. And no, you don't have to get the company uh, brand, but you do have to get a really good one. Uh, making chairs available to people that have, you know, six and eight and ten types of adjustments. This is not silliness. This is not excessive. It really makes a huge difference. None of us are built exactly the same way. None of us are exactly the same height and weight and so on. And moving these chairs into position for the perfect way for a single person to sit is critical to their consistent health, just, not just in the long term, but in uh, the short term as well. So that's the first start. Find out who in your office would prefer to stand or at least stand some of the time. Make arrangements. I've seen beautiful desks that raise and lower, and sometimes, you know, automatically or maybe manually, you know, those are a little less expensive. And I've even seen it where people just take a large cardboard box, stick it on top of the desk, and put their computer on top. It's not optimal, but it's a start. So, again, find out who needs to stand at least some of the time. Consider encouraging that among your staff. It really does get the blood flowing, not just to the head but the toes, and this is a good thing. Floor mats for standing workers then become important. Standing on hard concrete all day or even wood, not a great idea. So if you've got a worker who is going to be standing all the time, get some kind of a floor mat. These are super cheap. Uh, in the U.S. and places like Costco, you can get little foamy things that uh, fold to, uh, together like a little puzzle, and they go on the floor of your garage. Use those things as the beginning of your floor mats. Again, they become better over time. And almost every uh, shop that sells office supplies like Office Max, Office Depot, Staples, and so on, they will provide those kinds of standing mats as well. The second thing to focus on would be lighting. Lighting is a huge issue. The lack of light or glare or too much light, any of those things, is totally exhausting. Lighting, again, in the late 20th century was absolutely awful with these fluorescent white bulbs uh, that created glare and provided very little relief for the eyes. Get it right. Lighting is also personal. Um, having people put a task light on their desk of their choice, you can give them a you know, choice of a number of things, will enable them to choose the amount of light they need personally. Some folks need more, some folks need less. Um, in general, folks who use an awful lot of uh, screen time uh, on their laptops or on their computer screens and so on uh, require a little less light because they're actually looking onto the screen, but you don't want it pitch black either. Um, people who have to do uh, meetings face-to-face, -face, uh, do some handwriting as well as working on their screens, need a little more ambient light. But everybody needs it diffused. If you have these god-awful white bulbs in your office now, consider any way you can to tent them and diffuse the light. Even taking white sheets or white pieces of fabric and tacking them into interesting shapes across the ceiling that cup these lights will create a diffusion that will relax the eyes, create much fewer tension headaches, exhaustion, and so on. Paint. We go on to paint. It's cheap. It's easy, and it can improve the visual uh, space immensely. Just have at it. Have a whole lot of fun. Um, don't make things too dark. Uh, don't make things uh, so bright that they are garish, but certainly have yourself a whole lot of fun, and that's where you can put your corporate imprint on it. Um, 
whatever it is you want to put on the walls is great, but here's a killer piece. As you consider the paint and the this and the that to put on your walls, consider whiteboards. The more whiteboards there are on your walls, the more ideas are generated. It sounds very woo-woo, but it's not. You can follow the line clearly in a very simple uh, mathematical algorithm here, right? It looks like this. You start with, and actually it's really a flowchart. I shouldn't have said that. So it's a flowchart. You start with a whiteboard on the wall. Somebody in a group stand-up meeting goes to the right whiteboard and writes something down. Because approximately 85% of the entire planet's human beings are visual learners. In other words, we take in information visually and we respond best to it that way rather than either auditory or kinesthetic. Right? We have... a as other people looking at the board and a greater likelihood that somebody else will have an idea generated just because they looked at the idea and didn't simply hear it. They go to the board, they add their two cents worth and it continues on and on and on. It can happen uh, in synchronization, if you will, right there in the meeting itself, but it can also happen in asynchronous uh, situations where somebody puts up an idea, walks by, and the next person comes by and continues, if you will, the conversation. Paint is cheap and easy. Whiteboards are not so cheap. You, you can get the kind that hang on the wall. You can get the kind that roll on like wallpaper. Those are less expensive. And certainly you can get the kind that's just paint. Even the stuff that's just paint is really, really useful. So huge amounts of, um, you know, uh, whiteboards, critical. Uh, once you've got things like whiteboards up and spaces where people can meet in alcoves, you're beginning to carve out space in which there would be quiet space as well as workspace in which people can communicate. We're going to take one more break here at CEO Coach. When I come back, we're going to talk about carving out those initial spaces so it really works for your office. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G, digital.com. The largest event in digital marketing, AdTech New York 2013, returns to the Javits Center in New York City, November 6th and 7th. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get 20% off registration by using promo code NY13WMR20. Meet over 9,000 marketing and technology professionals from all over the world. Experience two action-packed days with keynotes, education led by digital marketing's best and brightest, hundreds of leading-edge suppliers, non-stop networking, and so much more. Plus, AdTech New York 2013 will again feature the Startup Spotlight series, featuring startups with promising services and technologies for brands and marketers in the digital space vying for the coveted AdTech Innovation Award. Register right now for AdTech New York 2013 by going to na.ad-tech.com slash ny13wmr20. 
or click on the banners on the webmasterradio.fm website for 20% off your conference pass. That's na.ad-tech.com slash ny. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. It's time to get fired up. Fired Up is a show that delivers both business impact and social importance. Our host, Gordon Rudell, will share ideas on how to create higher returns on your communication investments by engaging the people who matter most. Fired Up with Gordon Rudell, on demand anytime, inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back. We're talking about how to create a startup tech space when you're just starting out. I'm saying focus on the seating, spend more money there, get cheap desks. You can get you know, doors with uh, um, sawhorses if that's what it takes. Floor mats <clears throat> for standing workers especially, important pieces. Lighting is huge. Make sure that you have the right lighting for the right spaces. A little darker here a little more ambient light there, and definitely diffuse it if it's coming from the ceiling, and especially so if it's coming from those old T5 lamps. Paint. It's cheap and easy, and if you can, paint whiteboards onto your walls. Whiteboards generate more ideas, and they really help people to play at the top of their game. Finally, let's talk about carving out spaces. Spaces to meet are important. They provide a modicum of privacy and a little bit of dulling of sound so that those who need to focus deeply can do so. Certainly those who focus deeply can use headphones. Don't forget about providing those things. But as you carve out spaces, you're looking around and saying, how the heck am I going to go pay some carpenter to build walls here? And maybe we have to move it around. Bookcases are a great way to create spaces and save a lot of money on building walls. Simply filling them with books creates a sound barrier. If you absolutely must, put them on wheels so that you can move things around as you have a very small office. Later, you can worry about making them standing as stationary furniture. Anything that you can do to support your team will bring instant and long-term ROI. Your job as a CEO or a leader is to provide these folks with the furnishings they need, the technology, the hardware and software, and the personal spaces that are going to support them physically and emotionally, enable them to communicate better and to play at the top of their game. You'll find that in the end, this typical idea that we have of a startup tech company's environment really is integral to the culture of the company and integral to the performance of the team itself. It's well worth taking a look at. Look around your office today and figure out what you can do to make that space better. I have a couple of calls to action here this time. We have a Facebook page here at CEO Coach, and I would hope that you folks would stop by and take a look. Stop by at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Again, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. 
pop in a couple of questions. Uh, hit the like button so I know you exist, but pop in a couple of questions that tell me what you would like me to cover here at CEO Coach. In addition, you can follow me on Twitter at SEO Mom. You can pick up these shows at webmasterradio.fm. You can download them through iTunes and you can find out what we're up to next by checking that Facebook page, our Twitter account, and of course at webmasterradio.fm. This is Jillian Music at CEO Coach. We'll be back next week for another edition. has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network we welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24 7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm the opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.